Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Uh, of course, you got me on here, uh, Sanders. Uh, got my boy Brashawn with me. What's up, man? So, so, shoot, Eli. Yo. Yes, sir. And uh, man, and my boy Dupree. You already know. You already know what's going yes, on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Uh. Boy, we had a wild weekend <laughs> for us with the tournament, bro. Uh, we all, all of us is hurt except for one, I guess. He's still alive. Everybody else hurt. Uh, man, crazy weekend, bro. A lot to get into. NCAA tournament and also in the NBA, bro. Of course, the saga that goes on with that with the trade deadline approaching here, what, tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, so before we get into all that, though, real quick, bro, how are y'all feeling? Good, man. I'm alive, blessed. I'm good, bro. For sure, I hear that. I hear that, man. So, I guess real quick, we can just really go into, um, man, we'll start with the NBA first, bro. Since the trade deadline is, you know, pretty much going to be here. It's been a, a lot of talks, a lot of rumors for weeks about so many different players. Uh what's one trade that y'all think is gonna happen? And then what are like some trades that you wish that would happen as the, the deadline is coming? Cause it's a lot of teams out here that really needs to make a couple moves here. So uh I would say first I think it's gonna happen for sure is uh Drummond is gonna be traded, and as well as Aaron Gordon, um, I think Drummond is gonna go to. I mean, they're they're saying the Knicks. I mean, I think they're trying to go t- take him somewhere that he wants to go. So I do think it's gonna be like the Knicks, the the Knicks or Lakers. I think because both of them need a big man. Uh, potentially, maybe Miami. I just, but I really don't see the way. Just based off what we've seen of Drummond, I don't think he can really play in their culture. You know, I don't know if he has that kind of heat mentality. But I say him and Aaron, Aaron Gordon for sure because he's going to get traded. And I would like to see him for sure. I, I like to see him go one with Luka. I think that's, like, exactly what they need. I know they were looking at John Collins earlier in the season, too. It's so like a, a wing that can really run it, run and go get go get oops, block shots. And, I mean, Gordon's scoring now, too. He's expanding his game to that in the last two or three years. So I would like to see him go, go to a contender because I think he can really – he can, I think he can bump Dallas up to where they can definitely get out the first round because I think he provides exactly what they need. And then a guy I would like to see traded is uh, I would like to see probably Kyle Lowry to the Lakers because just like I was telling y'all a while back on a couple episodes ago was that that's what they missing, you know, is a backup point guard, I think, that can that can run the second, second unit. And I wouldn't mind Rozier. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry got that championship experience. You know what I'm saying? He's been there. He's done that before. We see what he can do on the big stage. So, I would like to see him go to the – I wouldn't mind the Sixers, but I think it's a better – it's a better fit as far as for the Lakers, and I think, and giving them that extra piece to to re- repeat. Um, Yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, technical difference. I almost signed up this. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but um, 
I've been saying a couple key. Um, I think I really think Lonzo traded yeah. because of Lavar. I think uh, as we seen, Lavar also got Lonzo to be picked by the Lakers. I don't think Lonzo wants to be traded, but I think because of uh, his pops, which is good, a good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it. I think Pelicans is going to try to make a late push, a surprise push on where he goes. Um, I like to see him with the Clippers. Um, I think that's a good role for him. That's the only team I can see him honestly going to. Um, another uh, person I've seen that the Raptors um, are trying to trade Norman Powell. Yeah. It's been talks that um, the Sixers has been giving Raptors some phone calls, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he said he wanted to go to the Nets. It was somebody, if it's not him, there's somebody that claimed they wanted to go to the Nets if you traded him. So I think the Nets is building a super team over that. Remember, LeBron is only 36. <laughs> <laughs> He's only 36. Like, how many more people do you need? So, yeah, this my uh, picks right there. Also, yeah. uh, we also like to see Bradley Beal out of Wizards, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, um, it's not. It's not. I don't think that happened. And also, Victor Oladipo, I don't think he want to be um, in Houston. So, if Houston can't find a quick trade destination for him, I think Victor Oladipo opt out his contract because he got one year. Was it one year with a player option? Yeah. I could, yeah. I yeah, could, he could be great but yeah, I think he like if if I was the Lakers, I'd probably make a push for Aladipo. So yeah, I think that's I think that's old Depot to the Lakers. I could see old Depot to the Clippers too, to be honest with you. But I'm with you, Eli. I'm thinking about Lonzo to the Clippers. I think that's the best situation for him. I think that's the only team that he could go to that makes. Since um, I, Andre Drummond, you really don't know. Like Rashawn said, you got you got the Knicks, you got the Lakers. I think he's probably a better fit for the Lakers. The Lakers need a big man, an athletic big man. Marcus Hall is cool, but Marcus Hall is old. Um, and you need somebody young that can move their feet, defend, and grab boards and things of that nature. Um, so those are the two I'm looking at. Really, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, if they decide to trade him at all, and then. Andre Drummond. Man, I I think the thing with like with Lonzo's with uh y'all alluded to with 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 the pops man with Lavar it's just I don't know it's like once again he's putting like his imprint you know in everything dealing with you know dealing with Lonzo um I definitely think that he's gone um. It would. I mean, I think I think it would be nice to see him going too. I think it would be the Clippers as well too for him for Lonzo. I don't know. Drummond. Drummond is a big question mark. I mean, like for sure. Because like, regardless of who picks him up, like, do you really want to keep him there long term? Um, like, what's the like really what's the plan for it? So I I think that's the thing about with with the uh, um with Drummond. Um, I know I saw, I think at one point, I don't know how true that might be, but I know I saw something about maybe Oladipo to the Heat. 
Um, them trying to get him and yeah. I want to say they were trying to get put Lowry in there too, like a big like trade to get them like another couple mm-hmm. players and everything like that. Um, one one question I want to bring to everybody's attention with with the trade deadline, then like how they're doing everything this season with uh expansion. I, well, I guess it's an expansion. I wouldn't really say it's a real expansion, but expansion of, I guess, with the playoffs, with all the play-ins and everything like that. Do you feel like teams are being a little bit more hesitant as far as, like, trying to make moves, make trades to see who needs to go where or do everything like that just because of this, quote-unquote, expansion of the playoffs? That's that's tough. I don't. I don't want to say they've been, been cautious. I, I I I think. I mean, it's new. It's new for everybody. It's new for all the teams. So trying to figure out, you're trying to find the right pieces and everything like that to be able to. If you're not one of the better teams in your conference, to try to be able to be in contention and be in the right spots to be able to have a, a shot to be in a play-in and everything like that. I don't think teams are, are trigger-happy because of that, though. Um, it's it's different, yeah, but I'll to, to say to, – and not saying that I know, you know, you're posing the question, but I think to say that the teams are trigger-happy because of that, I don't think I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's more um, – I think that's a factor – but I just think it's more of all the players that we're hearing that are on the market. It's just a lot of them can be free agents. And I like I was telling you earlier, Sanders, like, you know, I don't think a lot of them really get these teams that are really needing pieces over the hump unless it's the Lakers or the Nets. Somebody's already there and they just need a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe just looking for like a, a backup point to, to run the offense or, you know what I'm saying, another shooter, whatever it may be. Like some of these other teams, I think they're farther away, so they're just more hesitant because it's like, do we really want to give up some picks or some of our young guards, young stars, you know, for a person that we might only get for three or four months and then we might end up losing in the first round for Rollins anyway, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, with, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because that. Like Victor, we talked about Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo to to the Heat. Does that does that get the Heat out of the, out of the East over over Brooklyn? Right. Does, it, does that get the Heat out of the East over the the Bucks? We really don't know. So I think I I do I agree with that point, Rashawn. That I think that is more of a factor than you know the play is. Is you trying to make moves? You see what I mean, Brooklyn. You got Blake Griffin coming off the bench now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got Blake Griffin coming off the bench now. So you need something. If if that move that you talk about making, if it's not going to take you over the top to beat Brooklyn, if you're in the East, you probably shouldn't make it. If you, unless, you know, if you feel comfortable with the roster you have now, just stick with that and roll with it. Agreed. 
Yeah, it's not worth it's not worth them Miami getting rid of Hero and Robinson. I, I don't think for Olden Depot. I just don't. I think what you can get from Hero, if he play like he did last playoffs, that's pretty much what I think Olin Olin Depot would do point production wise, maybe a little more. Like I don't feel like it's worth giving up two young young shooters. I mean, Hero I think can be a start for real. You know, once he gets a little bit maybe a little bit more weight and a little bit better handle. So I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't pull the trigger for Olin Depot for them too. Would you do it for Kyle Lowry? Because uh, that's that's what they're saying. Well, I guess that's what like Toronto would want if they were to put Kyle Lowry down in Miami. They were saying put Tyler Hero in their package. Would you do that then if you're Miami too? Uh, no, I just I don't think that they're not close enough to me, Miami, to where Kyle Lowry is going to be a difference to beat Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Because then your big three is right. Lowry, Bam, Jimmy. It's not a bad big three, but Lowry's about 35, 36. I mean, Jimmy's 31 around there. I mean, that's not – that's nobody's going to say that's better than Kyrie, James, and, and KD. You know what I'm saying? Then you're giving up – I mean, then you got to think Kyle Lowry making – it's coming off the books, but still, and it's like you're giving away, you know what I'm saying, both of them guys and a first-round pick. Like, that's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving up Hero, Robinson – and a first round pick for Kyle Lowry. There's that no, that is a lot. There's no way. There's no way I'm doing that. Then you you can keep Kyle Lowry. I'll keep these two shooters. <laughs> and my first round pick will go on about our day. Kyle, I like Kyle Lowry, but it, before two playoffs ago, he won the greatest playoff performer, and he still had his moments. When they Correct. Was was like, get him off of the floor, please. <laughs> Correct. Van Vliet, somebody. So, um, yeah, I'm not giving up. Yeah, I, I wouldn't give up Hero and Robinson for for Lowry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Kyle Lowry has not always been the best uh, playoff performer, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, how, how many more? How many more moves does Brooklyn really need to make? I mean, I, I know hearing them about Norman Powell, I know that's strong. I I know at one point wasn't Drummond in the conversation there too yeah, before the Blake Griffin move. Yeah, yeah. How many more moves realistically? Like, does Brooklyn really need to make? At what point are they trying to prove? <laughs> yeah, it's basically like well, that's the question. Like, what they what are they trying to prove? Like, if KD, Kyrie, and James Harden can't beat LeBron, it's like if those three can't beat LeBron, that I like, bro. These other assets that you bring in is definitely not going to be LeBron. I mean, get out of the East too. It's not even a guarantee yeah. that they just supposed to get out of the East just because yeah. of all this. So yeah, we want them to get to the finals, but it's not even guaranteed that they'll get to the finals. I mean, right. yes, they're heavily favorite, but as we can see, like, don't sleep on Toronto. Um, don't sleep on Giannis. Um, don't sleep on the Seventy Sixers when Embiid come back healthy at full strength. Like, so they still they have a lot to worry about before they even get to LeBron. Thanks. Yeah, the, the Nets, man. The Nets. I don't know what they got going on. You. you, 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 you 
some point you got like Eli said, at some point you you got to chill. At what point are you trying to prove? Because you now the the way the roster is set up, if you don't make it out the East, it's a bust. I remember we had this conversation earlier, Sanders, when it first started, and we had the conversation. <laughs> Brooklyn doesn't yeah. get to the finals. Was is the season of failure? And I said yes. Now you added Blake Griffin to that with the most made. Uh, hell yeah, it's a bust if you don't get <laughs> if you don't get to the finals. All these jokers you got, Blake Griffin just dunked for the first time in two years. He he ain't dunked in two years. All of a sudden he gets to Brooklyn. Now he gets superpowers and he dunking the basketball. So I don't I don't think I would assume that they they're not gonna make any more moves. Because especially, I don't think Dillard's back yet. So when he gets back, that's another score. That's another solid. He can get you a, a solid 15 to 18 points a game, too. So I don't think they should be making any other moves. Like Eli said, that this is not enough to beat LeBron. Then, shoot, KD just need to go back to go in the state. And when Clay, when Clay get back healthy, just run it back. This mm. seems like the only people that can beat LeBron yeah. is when KD wouldn't join. That's for sure. So. How, okay, so what about with what about with the Lakers? How bad? Obviously, like point guard is position. So obviously, the name that's been out there for all these the the trade rumors for like I guess the point guard is once again Kyle Lowry. On a scale of one to ten, like how bad do the Lakers need to make? Even if it ain't just Kyle Lowry, how bad on a scale of one to ten they need to just make a move in general, especially right now having their two best players out. They just they look like a lot they they like a lottery team right now. A <laughs> hundred. A <laughs> hundred. cause I don't know. Yeah, they 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 gotta definitely do something to do something fast because I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how long they can keep that up. Being within the top, being even in the top four in the West, because what they've lost with three in a row now, four in a row. Yeah, yeah. No, Le- bro. With LeBron out and AD out, and AD not gonna come back uh, until the playoff time. So I'm already knowing. And by the looks of it, because the season's about to wrap up, and pretty soon. LeBron don't have to come back either until the playoffs, but knowing the type of character and the player he is, he's going to want to come back and finish the season off strong. However, Lakers need to make a push in the next, what we had, 48 hours, 24 hours to, uh, mm-hmm. trying to, to trying to find uh, another score option because Dennis Scrotum, yes, he's a good um, point guard, but he he's don't he don't bring that efficiency that LeBron's need. Kuzma uh very streaky. And I mean Harold Harold been playing pretty decent since LeBron been out on uh, his last out and he put up almost twenty. So he uh I don't know if that will continue when LeBron come back. He's been playing very fair. But and then like with Marcus Saul, he's he's a good um key piece the only thing he's slow he can't move uh with this new era like you can tell like when he when he plays you tell in his progression like um they would need a backup big man so 
I feel like the Lakers really need to make a push. Um, I, I was just reading something. I seen that the Kings, they're trying to ship off uh, Buddy Hill, Harrison Barnes, and Marvin Bagley. They're trying to get something special. Um, they proposed that deal to the Magics for Aaron Gordon and Vucevic, but Magic quickly turned that down. <laughs> so, so I would too. <laughs> I would have turned that down too. Huh? That ain't that's not enticing at all. <laughs> but like, like a buddy, a buddy Hill with the Lakers or Harrison Barnes, I feel would be a better fit than uh, KCP and a Wesley Matthews. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. So, mm-hmm. so. man, yeah, it, it's gonna be. A, I mean, it's gonna be interesting here. Twenty four hours, man. We we know. Something is gonna go down for sure. So you know, it's, it's it's a lot. One or two of these moves is gonna happen for sure. Um, I'd be surprised if it didn't. Um, for sure, man. So one one quick thing before we get into the the ACWA tournament, uh, your boy Draymond Green, <laughs> uh, goes out and. I forgot who podcast it was. Uh, I think it's called Dubs Talk. So I guess there was obviously something with the Warriors. Um, just goes out here and says, you know, greatest defender of all time or something like that or whatever. And, you know, that just drove, that drove the internet crazy. Uh, I know we already talked about it beforehand, like with a little group, but number one, why is he not the greatest because um, I ain't got to ask how if he is or not. Why is he not the greatest? And then number two, what possess him to even say that? <laughs> I, I would say for reason why he's not the, the greatest is because, and it's not, I don't even know if it's really his fault in a sense. Well, I guess it is his fault. But for one, it's just in their, in their championship years, man, they was, especially the KD years, like they were scoring so much that, I mean, defensively, it was literally just, you know, it would only come down to maybe a couple games in the playoffs where they would really, you know, it would really even stand out to where they would have to get a stop. The game be close enough. You know what I'm saying? I think the first year they had KD, they only lost like one playoff game. Or it might have mm-hmm. been like there was like one playoff game the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, or up until the finals. And so I would say, I mean, it's just how good his team was, you know. And then, too, I just don't think he. It's, it's to me, he's a great help. Like I said, he's a great help defender. You know, he's good at, at seeing a guy finna come off the screen, hedging, getting back. You know, but in today's league, like it's not that traditional big man where it's like they're throwing it down to a dunk and they're throwing it down to a stash. So I don't think he could play one through five. Which I even I just think somebody in the group said he could play one through five. Like he's not switching out on Dame, Kyrie. Um, De'Aaron Fox, Chris Paul, you know, all these great guards. It's in the Luke, all these great point guards in the league right now. You know, he's not doing anything to, to, that's going to scare them when he switches out on them. Like, if he switches out any of them, their eyes are going to get big, man. Like, because if, they, if they're scoring on Paul George Kawhi, like, you think they're going to be scared of, you know, what does Draymond Green mean to them coming out off a of switch? You know what I'm saying? And so I just think he's a great help defender. He's able to – to like hide a lot of Steph's weaknesses, but people don't give, I don't think, the Warriors enough credit of the people he was playing defense with, too. Clay's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Andre Iguodala, we know what he can do defensively. I mean, they was having 
Pachula, McGee, these great, like, Pachula was great at, like, you know, taking charges and playing help. McGee blocking shots. Like, he had a lot of good guys to really, you know, they had, like, a, a really underrated team defense, too. So, don't get me wrong. Like, he's a, he's a smart defender. He knows how to, how to make a difference on that end. But I just don't think, you know, with, with how the league is now playing small ball, it's, he's able to kind of, I think that one through five role when in reality, if it was kind of, I think in the earlier era, like there's no way he's playing, he can go out one through five. Like Shaq, Duncan, Rasheed, you know what I'm saying? Like all these dirt, all these guys, Garnett and they prom, like they're eating him up down there. At, at six, seven, like it's over with. <laughs> I don't think you got to get that detail, Bashan. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact because I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to say I never played a minute of organized basketball. Never. I've never played a minute of organized basketball. So when we have these type of conversations, I always defer to people who have played basketball because I can talk it, but y'all have played it. Y'all understand on a different level. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is when it's late in the game and you down, and like you said, let's just say, go to say playing Portland, who are they putting on Damian Lillard? It ain't Draymond Green. It's Clay Thompson. Right. When when Iguodala was there, it was Iguodala. So if you can't check the perimeter players, Scottie Pippen could check perimeter players, and he was big enough to check some some fours. I ain't gonna say he could check some centers, but he was big enough to be able to check some some of the best power fours in the game. Draymond, you're not doing that, dog. You're not. You can't stick with none of these guards. You when that Kyrie coming downhill at you full speed, what? That's a lay every time. <laughs> That's a lay. You a great defender, like like Bashan said, like for lay. Yeah, like for what the Warriors do and how they operate on defense, he's perfect in that system because I do believe he makes that team go. The things that he does. Right is the the things that he does for the Warriors, especially when they roll it. I don't think anybody else could do that for them like the way Draymond does. But you're the greatest defender of all time. Come on now, like that. Nah, like you you disrespecting all the all not disrespecting, but all the great defenders that came before you. Come on, man. You not you not yeah. you not them. You not them, dude. It, like, so. I mean, it's good to think highly of yourself, but no, for sure. Come on, come on, bro. Come on, too much dip on your chip. Yes, sir. <laughs> too much. Like I always tell people, man, make sure you stretch before you get to reaching because <laughs> <laughs> because he was for sure reaching. I almost pulled the muscle. Dang. Yeah, bro. I don't. It's. It's it's just crazy because like you know there is 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 different type of defenders of course you know what I'm saying you got your perimeter ones you got your perimeters you got your bigs you know and then you you just have ones that you know who are just you know all out and I just think even in total when you separate it like that it's so many guys that you can name well well before you get to even think of Draymond Green. It's you know like all time. Is he one of the best out like now? Of uh, you know one of the one of the top ten or whatever like in the league or whatever. Sure, 
But like all time to say you the greatest, like that's come on, like that's hard. Even even if like we haven't even seen, you know, everybody like you know, we didn't grow up seeing like Russell and you know all the rest of them guys back in that day. You know what I'm saying? But even some of the defenders that we we seen growing up, it's like man, we can name. We can name so many before we even get to Draymond Green as far as, like, a great or one of the greatest. Um, I'm taking Big like Ben all day. You feel me? You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, Big Ben, Bruce Bowen, T.A. I mean, man, like, it's, I mean... Mike, I mean, I ain't got we. That's already understood. Cole, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's understood, bro. Like, it's it's so many. It's so many that we can think of just from our era of growing up watching basketball before we even get to Draymond Green. And it's just like what you alluded to, Bashan. It's, it's, in a way, it's like it's not his fault, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, I don't know. It's just... You know, sparking up that conversation, you know, just him sparking up that conversation where it's just like him say that, you know, that's just gonna, that's just, that's just got a lot of people going. And, you know, I don't know, you know, some people might feel like he is one of the, one of the greatest. Uh, I think, you know, all of us here is in the consensus that that's a hell no. Um, but yeah, 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 that's right, baby. Yeah, she in the back screaming and everything but uh <laughs> yeah i just i just think you know i just think it's not really trying to you know knock him as a player like that but it's just so many other guys man but moving on moving on to to get into the tournament bro so like i said in the beginning bro wild 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 weekend um of course i mean probably the craziest upset of them all i mean i'm sorry i gotta do this eli but or roberts not knocking off Ohio State, like one of the first, <laughs> like one of the first games that day, that the tournament tipped off and like first brackets was just ripped to shreds already. Uh, with you being our Ohio State correspondent, um, Eli, what happened, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Another day of disappointment from Ohio State. I think I was um here a couple months ago when uh, my football program hurt my heart. I think they trying to run up blood pressure at this point. But uh, like we were talking before we started the recording, I know Bean, even Bean, want to go out. Crazy, right? Bro, it's our closeout in the last two. That's how I close out our last two minute closeout. The way we close out games and efficiency is horrible. We've seen that with losses to Michigan State, Illinois, the first time to Michigan. If you go watch them last couple minutes of the second half, we basically gave the game away. And that's what happened. Um, we played at Oral Roberts. Like, we went on a Two, three minutes scoring trap. Dwayne uh, Washington wanted to play hero ball. Like, it was all bad. Like, Oral Roberts had our numbers. That's all I can say. 
Yeah, I watched that that Big Ten championship game between you got the ending of it, and I got to agree with you. Like, just turnovers killed them in that game. That's what killed them in the Big Ten championship game. And then you get to the tournament, and you just you can't hit shots. You turn the ball over. It's the same things. Like, you know, I haven't I haven't followed Ohio State at all, like basketball wise. I don't follow them at all this year. I know they were they were having a good season and everything like that. But just off the strength of those two games, I couldn't agree with with you more, Eli. Like they just at the end of games, it's like they find ways to lose games late. They're in the game and they just find a way to lose it. Like whether it's a turnover, whether it's missing free throws. Um I can't remember the guy's name, but he had a good look late. I, I believe it was to tie it up. He had a good look at the uh, at a three, and he just missed. But you had turnovers here and there at the end of the game that cost you, you know, that cost you a ball game. Now you were two feet going down. I had no clue where Oral Roberts was. Didn't even know that that was a school. You find out it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> So, oh man! But that's just that's just March Madness for you. That's that's how the cookie crumbles, man. These teams come out of nowhere and pull out these ups. Cinderella teams, yeah. It just so happened to be against us. Facts. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna point out one more game, and then I I get to uh, this uh, the question that I got for us. Um, number one, how did y'all feel about? The um, the no contest with Oregon and VCU, um, like I think that was man. I think all that happened like not too long before they were really gonna get ready to tip off and just basically making uh, VCU forfeit uh, the game and letting Oregon move on um, was I guess due to a I guess it had to be due to a positive COVID test or or something like that. Uh, that, that 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 I never seen you know anything like that happen before, bro. Like, what was y'all reaction when that happened? Cause I think it was like literally right before they was about to get ready to tip off. That's like five minutes. I mean, once again, we all we all haven't seen nothing like this. You know, we all just started the COVID era, the COVID era at the same time. So this is all a new situation to all of us. However, when they tested, I feel. When they tested these fellas, and if it was, do you know it was just one person or like, did they have multiple um, traces? Three people. Sheesh. I feel like you could have just, um, they can't play. They got to go. I feel like it's, what, 15-man roster, you probably play 10, seven people. And they didn't test positive. I think they still deserve the chance to play. But I feel um, proper protocol, safety protocol, um, being athlete first, trying to uh, put those safety measures in place. So um, I don't see nothing wrong with the issue of that. However, if we if we are in a bubble, allegedly, you know, and everything's secured, um, you have all everything on facility. As far as food, gym, blah blah blah, this there and third, how are people still contacting COVID? Mm. 
And why and could it be that if if v, VCU, like we all in the same little bubble bracket, VCU, you telling me are the only teams that three people that got it? Like some, you know, some, it's not adding up to me. That's just a theory, though. Yeah, I think it kind of depends on when they got there. I don't know, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs of when they got there and all that type of stuff. Um, but to just answer the Sanders point, I'm gonna get to Bashan. I think it has a, a it had a huge impact because I see because that was a seven ten matchup. I see eight nine and seven ten matchup the same. I see them even. So Oregon is in the Sweet Sixteen now. They didn't have to play the first round. They're in the Sweet 16. They won one game in the Sweet 16. So, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe VCU beats Oregon. And it's VCU that's in the Sweet 16 instead of uh, Oregon now. So, they had a big impact on VCU season, definitely, because they didn't even have a, a chance to be able to play in the tournament. Um, but I, I think, I believe, uh, so I agree with Eli, excuse me, when, I mean, you get that test, you get the positive test, man. You got to, okay, that's it. You got that's it. You guys can't play. And it sucks, but you got to do that. If you want to be able to continue the, the tournament, you got to make that call. And I believe that the teams knew that, you know, knew that was the case. I, would, I wouldn't think that the schools didn't know beforehand, like, look, if we get a positive test from one of you guys, like, we're shutting you down, that's it. So, it's unfortunate, but you know this is the, what, the way we're living in right now. Facts. Facts. Man. So then two two more things about opening weekend and then we'll we get into the Sweet 16. Um, the Big Ten coming in, having um, eight, I think I believe eight teams in the tournament. And you get to the, 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 the full, the weekend, we get to Sweet 16, it's only Michigan left. Um, was that is that more of a like a disappointment or is it like what me and um Dupree uh, alluded to in the last episode where it's just you know 
the Big Ten is kind of like the SEC of, of basketball. It's so many teams. They're so deep. They beat up on each other all year. Uh, and they just end up running into the wrong matchup for them or it's just not their night. Uh, is it a disappointment for them or is it just more so like it's just the luck of the draw, how the tournament went, and now we only left with Michigan left out of the Big Ten? Being that, honestly, being COVID, it's a COVID year, like, you see a lot of surprises from teams that you didn't you Because if you think about it, uh, this was Illinois' best season since, what, 04, 011? Uh, one of them years, I forget. I could be wrong. Uh, uh, who else we got in there? Like, Maryland? that you usually won't see them in the tournament. Rutgers, you usually won't see them in the tournament. It's because Big Ten, the Big Ten was the first, like, conference to, like, allow play. So when you see a team like Rutgers, who's 18 and 7, you know, got some favorable wins, of course uh, the playoff committee, tournament committee, of course going to let them in compared to, like, or Oregon State who only plays seven games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to let them in in a sense. Right. Well, I guess with, with nine, if you count Michigan State for the play-in game, I guess yeah, I forgot about play-in. them. Yeah, so but I don't it, know. It, for, for the Big Ten, like, that it was that's disappointing. Uh, I guess we all room for Michigan. They are only hope. So... <laughs> Hey, how did ooh, how did how did that feel just to say that, bro? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hey, hey, that that it gotta come to the Big Ten. It gotta come to the Big Ten. Man. It gotta, it's been a minute since the Big Ten had one, so we need it. Yeah, and it's very favorable, you know. Since the the really the uh, the big dogs like the Duke, the Kansas, the Kentuckys, you know, the Butlers, they not in here, so. Michigan got a good chance to bring it home. So Yeah, the all the blue bloods, all the blue bloods either didn't make the tournament or are eliminated. But I think it's uh I think it's what we we talked about last on the last episode, Sanders. I think it's just you beat up on each other so much during the season, and then you turn around, you come to the tournament, you play against these teams that are good, but they don't know you. You don't know them. So you don't know their style and everything like that. Um, and you just catch the wrong team on the on the wrong night. Um, I do agree with with Eli in, in the sense that like some of the some of the the teams that were in the tournament for the Big Ten you normally don't see in the tourney. Like you normally don't see Rutgers. You normally don't see Maryland. Oh, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you, yeah, you normally don't see Illinois. You normally don't see Iowa. So, like, there are some schools that made the tournament. It's like ah, I don't remember the last time I saw the Iowa Hawkeyes in the big, in you know, the NCAA tournament. Um, but I think it's it's you just catch the wrong the wrong teams on the wrong nights, man. And I think it. I don't want to say it's inconsistency as a as a conference because I don't watch the conference, you know. I don't watch the conference, you know, 
hard enough to be able to know that. But just seeing what kind of what was going on, I think you just catch these, you catch some of these schools who come out, you know, come out of the conference tournaments hot, end of the season hot, come out the conference tournament hot, and you just run into the wrong team on the wrong night. And now the last one standing is good on Jawan Howard. Yeah. So. And, and like um, I was talking to an old head um, at the bar, and he made he made a valid point. He was like, the tourney, he like, why he enjoyed the tourney so much? Because it's just like the NFL, like playoffs. All it takes is one game, and you might catch a team on a hot night. Um, everything opens up for them, and you might just have a bad night. And seven times, nine times out of ten, you might beat this um team, but you only got one chance, and it, that's all it takes to uh proceed on. And that's the difference from NBA. You know, you got to beat a team. You got to play a team up to seven times, but you got to beat them at least four times with at least two times being at their home floor. So it get a little tougher, especially uh, if we bringing in crowd uh, control and things of that nature. And that's a difference from NFL and college that all it takes is one game for a team. Facts. Facts. I. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. For me, for me, with the Big Ten, it's kind of you know, I'm, I, it's a mix of like everything that y'all saying for sure, um, about some of the teams that you know, um, that's normally in that doesn't be in, or it's been a long time since they, uh, you know, been in and it made deep runs or considered contenders and everything like that. Uh, so let's go from one coast to another, another coast. Let's the Pac-12. So the Pac-12 only got, I think, five teams in, um, but they got everybody left besides, I think, Colorado was the only team that lost um, in the second round to Florida State. Um, yeah, so they still got everybody else in. They still got SC, UCLA, Oregon, and, and Oregon State. <laughs> um, and, you know, the Pac-12 didn't get talked about much for sure in uh, in, in college basketball besides probably with USC with the Mosley brothers. Um and maybe maybe Oregon from from time to time, but uh, and I am well. And Colorado was there. I think was they uh, was they lead champion in the uh, in the regular season. Um, but I guess like how surprising it is that we see that uh, they had such a great weekend compared to the weekend that the Big Ten had. I mean, I think it's, it's, all right, go ahead, Dupree. Oh, okay. My bad. I think it just goes to what we talked about. You got a, you got the Pac-12 is really not talked about, especially basketball-wise. So, um, I didn't know that the Pac-12 had so many good teams. And you, normally, Oregon is pretty solid in college basketball. Normally, Oregon is pretty solid. So, I could expect them like USC, Oregon State, Colorado. Um, UCLA is always one of those teams. I picked UCLA to beat Gonzaga. Really, whoever won that play-in game, I picked them to beat BYU. And so it just so happened to be UCLA. So I'm not really surprised that UCLA is is doing what they're doing right now. That's a story program and everything like that. Um, but I, I don't think it really doesn't surprise me as much because, like, like we said, with the Big Ten, 
you catch a, a team that's on the road, that's hot. They see, you know, their the their eyes, the the basket is a <laughs> is a ocean. Then you catch them on the wrong nights, and they they will do what they want to do. Do you get the luck of the draw with Oregon not having to play that first round game? So they got to you know they get an extra little rest before they have to play their first game. So this is only this is game two for them. So I think it's just you you find those teams at the right at the right moments, and it can be a run. They they can make a run to it. Yeah, I'm with Dupree. The Pac-12 not a really bad basketball conference program. Like um, Dupree said, you got UCLA. They've been winning. They they got history. Um, USC been good for a minute. Um, Oregon always been a pretty good team. So they have they have um, a good. The teams that's in it are good teams coming from the Pac-12 that has um, potential. So, yeah. Good show. All right, one one last thing about uh, opening weekend, and then we're going to get into, like I said, we'll go ahead and get into the Sweet 16. Obviously, outside of the Oral Roberts upset, what other upsets that really just basically I mean, just shock the hell out of you? USC and Kansas. Mm. Mm. USC and Kansas. I think just the way it went down, yeah. I mm-hmm. I had Kansas in the final four. Ah. Mm. ah. I had Kansas in the final four. Oh, my bracket is shot. You you ain't got <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate the, the concern. Oh, but the bracket has been shot. So it's all good now at this point. I'm not I haven't even looked at it. But I think USC beating Kansas is is the one where I was like, okay, this is a different year. Like this is just this one is just different. Like and like I haven't watched Pac-12 basketball. I know they have they played. You know, you have some teams out there with some story programs and things like that. I, I didn't know USC basketball was all just you know all that great. Just just being completely transparent with you guys. But them beating Kansas shocked me. Um, and then the, another one, if I had to give a second one, was uh, Loyal Chicago being oh. Illinois. Mm-hmm. That was another one, too. And I had Illinois in the Final Four. So you're seeing what my bracket yeah. is right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing what my bracket is right now. But that was another one. Where you got a you know a smaller school, a school that's been in the tournament before, has made a run like this before, and they come out and they smack a one seed in the mouth, and they end up you know they, they end up beating them. So those two, those two are the ones where I was like, yeah, this this these these upper these it's been a tough tournament for these high seeds, these one and two seeds, one one two three seeds. It's been rough. But you gotta think. You gotta think. This is the thing. These high seeds are only high seeds because the top dogs 
the the top dogs is not really in it like the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the Virginias. They they really you know if they was in it more than likely they've been they would have been top three seeds. The seeds that's um, top seeds would have been pushed to the middle of the pack towards you know the six through eleven. That's probably what what they would have been ranked. So yeah, they um, listed as a one seed, but we seen like. We know these schools like they not really, you know what I'm saying, that. But I guess since you got this tight on you, you got to play up to it. Uh, so they go like so to go back to the point. Um, Loyola Chicago, they surprised me. So if you guys um into um sports betting, um, this um pay advertisement fan door, just hit me up. I can get you a fifty dollar referral. Uh, let me say that real quick. <laughs> but um, I had Loyola Chicago covering the spread because they wanted the best um three point efficiency. Um, I think they lead the nation in three points on uh, on three pointers um shooting averages. They wanted the best three point shooting efficiency teams. Uh, however, I thought Illinois was going. Um, they they Illinois has one of the best defenses. So I thought um, their defense was going to hold up. But if you're knocking down shots, you know, and constantly knocking them down consistency, consistently, it's um nothing. It's what can you do? Um, Houston, they Houston won. But I'm be honest, I'm kind of scared Houston playing Syracuse because Houston wasn't supposed to win by three. Against Rutgers, I had Houston winning by at least eight to ten. So, and the fact Syracuse beat West Virginia, I like West Virginia. Like I like they. Um, I've been watching them for some years. Like I like they press defense. It's it's phenomenal what them boys got going down there. So, uh, seeing Syracuse um, sneak off a win against them, I'm. Don't be this might this gonna be my dark horse that Houston isn't gonna be the next seed to get, um next top team to get upset. That's gonna be my dark horse right there. I might have to rock with that one. Mm. You know yeah, what, man? Go ahead, go ahead, dude. Nah, I was about to say was you know, that Syracuse along with I always feel like North Carolina, even if North Carolina is not a one or two seed or anything like that. Anytime mm-hmm. North Carolina is in the tournament, regardless of their seed, you better not sleep on them. Because North Carolina mess around, turn it up, Roy Williams get the boys right, and they get it all the way to the national championship. Sir. Syracuse is one of those teams where, because of that zone and how they play, you can't teams you can't prepare for it. You have no practice, real practice time just really to prepare for that zone. So Syracuse is a team that sneaks up on folks. So like you say, Houston won by the skin of their teeth. They better, they better get it together because Syracuse could can beat them. It's capable of beating them. Look, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, man. I mean, bro, bro, it's, it's just like what we mentioned uh, on the last episode. Uh, what I mentioned about Syracuse, man. I said they, they, they go, they, they, they're up and down through the regular season, and you know, I, and I follow them just as much as I do North Carolina. Uh, they're up and down through the regular season. Uh, they get a they get a, a few good quality wins, and it seems like the last few years there's they are always one of the teams that they're debating like, well, should they deserve to be in? Are they in? Like always one of them bubble teams, 
And then when they get in, it's almost a guarantee that they at least making it to the round of 32. <laughs> and, and now they're here in the in the Sweet 16. I mean, man, I remember one year, I think they were an 11 seed that was one of the play-in games and got all the way to, I think, the Elite Eight or the Final Four. So this is definitely, like, the truth about Syracuse or how how uh, they can just, just sneak up on you. Um, I You know, I've been looking at the bracket, and it's just crazy, like, how we mentioned about all these top seeds, man, like – uh, all the four seeds are gone besides uh, Florida State. All the three seeds are gone besides, I think, uh, the only three seed that's left is Arkansas, I believe. So, like, all these, yeah, all these higher seeds are, like, getting getting thrown out, like, left left and right. Uh, I think, for me, one of the bigger upsets that uh, kind of surprised me, at least for the first round, was uh, North Texas getting Purdue. Um, cause man, I, 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 I kind of looked at it, it was like, I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, they, they, they shut them down there, especially like those last five minutes where Purdue was trying to climb back into it, but it, it was just, it was just too much North Texas. And for them to get their first like ever, uh, NCAA tournament win was, was crazy. And then, uh, man, another double did you see Oregon state, uh, them especially knocking off uh, Oklahoma State, which I I I thought they would I thought Oklahoma State would at least make the sweet sixteen, uh depending on just depending on matchups and everything like that. But man, Oregon State, like we said, they one of those teams that have been hot. They they won the conference tournament and right now they just they just looking pretty good for now. I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna beat uh Chicago. I don't know if they're gonna be loyal Chicago though, but um Man, they've been looking. They've been looking pretty good. So, moving on to to the Sweet Sixteen, I was, I already, there's already been a couple of teams and matchups that y'all mentioned before that I guess that y'all watching, that y'all looking out for. Um, who should who, outside of Houston? That's what it sounds like for y'all. Who else should be on upset alert for the, the Sweet Sixteen? Um, outside of. Can you okay? Can you really say um upset alert? Because you see USC Oregon, that's a six and seven seed. Um Alabama two and eleven, Balo. Oh, I take that back. Okay. I just seen the thing. Um Baylor is on upset alert. They play Villanova. That's that's yeah, that's tough. Um I, I uh we said Houston and I think Gonzaga. This this might be Gonzaga. Gonzaga second this year's second single digit point win when they play Creighton. I seen Creighton and them boys got some shooters like man. I'm talking, and they offense flow effectively and efficient, and they discipline. Man, um, hey, Coach McDermott had them boys right every year, bro. Like, I I'm, I like Creighton, and I feel like Gonzaga going – oh, boy. I I left that game alone because I'm scared <laughs> like, cause are, are, I, are they going to cakewalk to the to the Final Four, bro? Because they got to do – they getting, they got Creighton, and then they either get USC or Oregon. Because they got so, – they got lucky they got for lucky the fact they, that 
they got to look at the fact that the two seed, the three seed, and the four seed all got knocked out before we even get to the Sweet Sixteen in that bracket. I mean, I want to talk about March Madness. I, you can't blame Gonzaga that. No, nah, yeah, of course. But I'm saying, like, you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about playing the the higher seeds. Yeah, the the, the, the higher seed that you're left to play with right now is. All you got is a five, six, and a seven. You didn't. You, you yeah. didn't have to worry about playing the, the higher seeds. So I, I don't mean to say lucky. Well, yeah, I don't, let's let's take that back. Let's not say lucky, but it works in their favor. Yeah, the favor yeah. was was for them. But um, to go back to the Gonzaga and Creighton game, <laughs> bro, like I feel like Gonzaga Gonzaga gonna win. Now, let me say that. I think, I hope. Let me let me say that. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> you want to guarantee it? <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna guarantee nothing. Creighton can beat. Uh, when Creighton might be the closest team that can beat Gonzaga. And, in that um, bracket or in the tournament in general? I mean, I think I feel like in the bro Gonzaga. It's like Gonzaga is up here. Then you have the teams. Then you have everybody else. Like Gonzaga, mm. like I said, they only have one single digit win, and I, ah, I want I forgot who it was against, but they've been beating everybody by double digits. However, I feel that if Crane lose, Crane Gonzaga only win by no more than eight. Because mm. I feel. Creighton has um they have um good players, um good big mans who can um shut down my boy Timmy with the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Timmy with the mullet, man. He be uh, he be working on boys. But his play style, he be like, how in the world would that boy be working them? But that's Gonzaga play. They won't have no Five many five star recruit. They just have strong discipline kids who stay all three four years, and they bro they just very efficient. But um, I have so for my I just for upset alert to go back to that. I have Villanueva um can upset <laughs> Baylor. Villanova. Why I say Villanova? I'm thinking. <laughs> but you thinking about the Steelers, boy? Oh man. Say Villanova, Villanova over Baylor potentially, and Syracuse over Houston potentially. Okay, all right. I'm I'm not going to do the because we since we talked about the Syracuse and Houston, I'm not going to talk about that one. I agree with I agree with Villanova and and Baylor. I do agree with that one. And then your your Creighton Gonzaga. I agree with that one as well. But I'm not looking at either two of those games as as potential upsets. I'm going to tell y'all something. I think 11 points is too much for Arkansas. Oh, I know you. Oh, wait a minute. I think 11 points is too much. Uh Uh-huh. You got the leading scorer in the nation on your squad. And I can't even remember my guy's name. Uh, his, his Ab, Ab, Abrams, Abrams, something uh, like yeah. that, right? Abmus, yeah. Abmus, Max, 24. Right now he's averaging 24 and a half. 
During the season, he averaged 24 on 48% shooting. Shooting mm-hmm. different from the free throw line. Now, it's going to be tough because Arkansas is long. Arkansas is long and athletic, and that's gonna, it's going to be tough. But Oral Roberts has been able to hit these shots. They've been able to shoot and hit shots when they need to hit shots. So, I'm not, this is not me saying that Oral Roberts is going to go in there and beat Arkansas. What I will say is, Arkansas better not come in there sleepwalking. Because that's what Ohio State did. And you see what happened to them. And then Oral Roberts turned around and they played Florida. And they came in sleepwalking against them and they lost that game too. But um, I think the 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 most likely one to me is Creighton and Gonzaga. I agree with Eli wholeheartedly. The most, the most, the most likely one to me is Creighton because, like Eli said, your lights out. They can shoot the basketball, and it's the same thing for me. It's the same thing with me for with Gonzaga, with Gonzaga in basketball. Until you play some of these top teams in the in the country, I get it. You went undefeated, and you get your respect. Please believe me, you get your respect because you've been blowing folks out. You've been folks by thirty points, but no one, no one that you're playing in your conference is Michigan, is Alabama, is Florida State, is Arkansas, is Creighton. There's nobody in your conference that you're playing that is that is as talented or just as talented as you. You're not playing a Baylor. So your level of competition, you how much adversity have you really faced this season? So when you face some battle-tested teams like a Creighton, what are you going to do? So I think I think Creighton could get on 13 and a half is a lot. I think that I think like what Eli said, it's going to be a, a way closer game than that. I, if that if Gonzaga blows them out, I would be surprised. I would be surprised. So I think Creighton over Gonzaga is the one that um, that that has is most likely to occur. Mm. I'm, I'm with y'all with Villanova and Baylor just because of the championship pedigree that Villanova has. Coach Jay Wright. I mean, year in year out, them boys is coached up just just right as well. And I don't I don't know if I don't know if Baylor is back full strength or not, but I know like towards the end of the year they were struggling because a lot of they had a lot of guys that was um dealing with COVID. Um I don't I hadn't really checked back on them since then, but I know they were they were dealing with you know, they were dealing with a lot of guys that was, you know, dealing with that. And I think it's okay that you can go, you can get through it, you know, maybe the first, you know, of course the first round is a one seed and Possibly even you know getting through the second round, but as we get ready, to, you know, get ready for the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, it, as best as you can, man, you need all hands on deck. You need all hands on deck. Um, uh, Michigan better not be caught lacking either, bro. Florida State um, is a pretty long and athletic team too, but Michigan better not get caught lacking either. Um, we, it, it could that. be a chance. It could be a chance, bro. These these one seeds can can go down this this whole weekend um, for sure. And they, I, they 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 better be ready because Florida, Florida State can hang with the best of man. I mean, I I mean, obviously we all looking at we all been looking at the Syracuse Houston 
Um, man, man, I want to give Oregon State a shot, but I don't know. I think I think Lloyd got that one in the in the, yeah. in the bag. I, I agree they just with that. they just got that one in the bag. So um, I guess let's just let's just go region by region here. We'll start out in the West. Uh, Gonzaga Creighton, who you got? Exactly. Ooh. 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 Let's go. It's March Madness. I got Creighton. Oh. Ooh. You want to do a friendly wage on that? <laughs> Man, time out, time out, time out. Man, I could barely tell you what Creighton is. You think I'm going to bet on them? Boy, you crazy. <laughs> you, you just did. Man, well, no. well, look. Well, look. He never had Gonzaga in his final four anyway. Yeah, I didn't. Let's, let's, disrespecting let's, them boys. Let's talk, I, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk after the show, Eli. Let's talk after the show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I got uh, Cre- I got Creighton, man. Nah, yeah, it's I, it's gonna be close. But I, I'm gonna go with Gonzaga, bro. I, I got. I think. I think. I got them Zags, man. Yeah, Timmy, man. I'm go. Timmy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with him and Jalen and all them boys for sure. Um. Okay, USC, Oregon. Oregon. I'm gonna go USC. They better. They beat Kansas, so they better win. <laughs> I got That's how you feel. That's how I'm feeling. That's the only reason why I'm picking them. You beat Ross South, you better you better get at least get to the Elite Eight. Boy, I man, I ain't I ain't gonna lie. Oregon shot shot the pill off that ball on Iowa, bro. Yeah, they did. I, oh, I would say this. I am gonna say that not to cut you out, cut you off, Sander. I wanna know what's Oregon game plan. Gonna be against the Mobley brothers. Yeah, the game plan against um Garcia worked effectively. Like let that man get off, and we gonna guard everybody else. And you yeah. see what he had thirty, what thirty six and nine. Yeah, yeah. Groza had like yeah about thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, thirty six yeah. and nine. They still lost by fifteen because we gonna let him do what he do, but we gonna. Guard everybody else. Ain't nobody else going but this man. And what how we gonna do? Oh, give it to our best player. He can go off, but it's not enough. Now you have two machines. So mm-hmm. um to me the the um I watched them play. I like the younger brother better than the older brother. So <laughs> do do you lock down the younger brother and <laughs> lock down the younger brother? Not lock him down. Let the young younger brother do what he do. Which basically, which brother you gonna lock down and let everybody else do it? No, I said that backwards. Which brother you not gonna lock down and let everybody else do what they do? That's gonna be Oregon game plan. And I would say I think Oregon will give Chandler Lawson more minutes this game. <laughs> I think they're going to get him more minutes. And I think he's going to have to step up. Yeah. It's March uh, It's Sweet 16, baby. He's going to have to step have to. up. He's going to have to step up. Because I think because of the Mobley brothers, their size and their mobility, Chandler Lawson can move like that too mm-hmm. as well. I feel like the Mobley brothers put Oregon in foul trouble early, so they will have they're gonna have to Oregon gonna have to go to their bench. Yeah. Um man, yeah, this this is probably the hardest game to pick out of out of all of them for sure. Um 
I don't know. I think the Moser brothers will do just enough, bro, to get done. I'm, I'm gonna go with USC. I'm gonna go USC. Uh, let's see. We'll go to the East. Uh, Michigan, Florida State. I'm gonna go with Michigan. I got Michigan. As much as it hurt me to say this, I gotta go with Michigan too, man. Let's go Wolverines. Bring it home. Let's go Wolverines. That boy is going. All I can't, the way. I, bro. I can't believe that just came out your mouth. <laughs> Let's go Wolverines. That part. I'm not gonna lie to you, Eli. I'm in Ohio. If, if these <laughs> folks up here heard you say that, they'd be like, "You are not Ohio State fan." <laughs> Look me. I'm not. I'm in Memphis. So yeah, hey. yeah. You might want to stay down there because they take their Buckeyes real serious. Yeah, I got, I got, I got Michigan, man. I got Michigan. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go with Michigan too, especially if, uh, I mean, I hadn't really heard if he is, but especially if I, uh, Isaiah Livers uh, comes back and um, in, in plays. I know he didn't play the, the first weekend, but if he's back, I'm definitely gonna roll with Michigan. Um, it's gonna be close though. Like I said, Florida State is nothing to slouch over, and. And I know Michigan's gonna, Michigan's gonna be prepared for that, but I'm gonna go with Michigan uh, as well. Um, we got UCLA, UCLA and Alabama. This was the game where I thought about picking for an upset. Mm-hmm. I thought about picking this game for an upset um, with UCLA because have it just. Having UCLA versus Michigan State as a play-in, let's just talk about that real quick. I'm sorry. Having that as a play-in, whoever has to play either one of those teams, you got a rough road getting into in your first game because those are both teams who are completely capable of going on a run and potentially playing for a national championship. So with Alabama, them playing Alabama, they're playing with house money. They're so Technically, they're supposed to be out because they're 11 seed. You know, you got the big, you got the one, two, you know, all these top seeds are supposed to be in playing late now. So they're playing with house money right now. The pressure is really on Alabama being the two seed. But I'm going to roll with Alabama. Um, I think that they I think this is, this is, this will be one of the closer games of the weekend. Um, but I think Alabama finds a way to pull it out late in beats UCLA. I'm a, I'm gonna roll with Alabama too. Uh, I, I don't like I said. I don't think it's gonna be. I'm with you. I don't think it's gonna be easy for them either. Uh, all right, none of these games are gonna be easy now at this point. Uh, but yeah, I think I think they got just enough uh, to get it done to make sure that they can uh, hold off UCLA. I, I ain't lie. I'm with you too. I kind of thought about it. Like, man, what if what, what if UCLA pull it off? But I don't, I don't know. But I, I think Alabama <laughs> got. I think they got just enough. To to get it done for them to meet up with Michigan in the Elite Eight. Yeah. What you, what you got, yeah, Eli? I, yeah, I got Bama too. I got Bama. Like my boy, my boy John Petty, one of the greatest shooters, um, in not only in attorney, but in the nation. So I got Alabama um carrying it out. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, out in the Midwest, uh, where <laughs> we got we got an eight seed, eleven seed, and a twelve seed, and then we got Houston as a two. Uh, so we got uh, Chicago and uh, Oregon State. I'm rolling with Loyal Chicago. I'm one same. I like them boys out in uh, Mother Jean. Got them boys yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, them. I'm, 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 I'm right there with the bro. Like, they they just so I, – I, we was talking about it before we actually got started, bro. They are so frustrating to – you know, if you're an opposing team, uh, so frustrating to guard against, bro, because they so fundamentally sound. They milk – I mean, they milk that shot clock. Oh yeah, Bruh, they that that ball is not a shot is not coming up until about like between seven to five seconds left on the shot clock. Like unless it's fast break, they coming down setting up for a half court. Like they are they are milking it. So I mean, you can be explosive explosive as you want to be, but if you ain't making your shots and you can't get on a run, it's hard. And then it's even hard for you to even really make a run on them if. Every time that they touch the ball down the court, they milking twenty five. They milking twenty five to twenty eight seconds on the shot clock, and then don't let them miss, and they get the offensive rebound. Now they milking fifteen more seconds off of their twenty. Like it, they just they just take away so many possessions for you. I mean, and the Oregon State been on the road here, but yeah, I think I think it comes to the end for them. And I'm going with Love Chicago too. Uh, Syracuse Houston. <sighs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm torn. This is tough. This is a tough one, man. Yeah, I told you I'm going for the upset. Yeah, because you just don't you just don't know how the, how teams are gonna react to that zone, man. Yeah. And yeah. Houston, they were dealing with, you know, one of the top guys he was dealing with a little, you know, at the end towards the end of the game against Rutgers dealing with his hip and they barely squeaked out of that one. I'm I'm a go I'm a pick Houston. I'm a pick Houston. But this is not a very, very confident me pick like I think they're like eighty percent chance, you know, they got all these predictors and all that type of stuff. I think like eighty percent chance that they'll win the game. I don't see it being that that wide of a match. They're only right. a six point favorite, eighty percent chance to win. I don't see it that way. Um, I'm picking Houston, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I would not be surprised if Syracuse won. I'm not very confident in that pick right now. Um, after after the outing that they just had, yeah, uh, I'm I'm torn because, like I said, I I really do. I like Syracuse a lot, uh, but I did pick Houston to get to the Final Four, so. I, dang, I guess I, I guess I got to roll with Houston to keep it going to keep us all four of my teams right now are still alive. Um, that I had going to the final four, they all still alive for now. Um, but I'm gonna go with Houston. But I'm, I'm with you, Dupree. If I had to rank all these games like from one to eight, and I did my picks and how confident I was, this is number eight. Yeah, <laughs> this is number eight. I got because it, it, it could go. That could just go either. It could go either way right now, because like I said, forty-eight hours is really that's just that's not enough time to prepare for that zone. 
Uh, Buddy Bayheim gets buckets. <laughs> yeah, he gets buckets. He gets buckets. So if he if he on and you not scoring, and then you can't find a way to shut, just find a way to to get get in the, in that hole for that two three zone. Uh, it, it can be a long night. It can be a long night for any team. Um, finally, out in the south, um, Baylor Villanova. Mm-mm. I'm going for the upset of Villanova. Mm-hmm. I think Villanova was um, turning champions a couple years ago. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. They got that championship mentality. They've been here before. Sweet Sixteen ain't nothing new to them. Um, Baylor. I don't think Baylor faced it face um, competition like uh, Villanova yet. Um, Baylor um, at the uh, end of games have struggled a little bit. And I just feel Villanova just, they're coaching, they discipline, and they're a complete team. Um, so, I got Villanova with the upset. Well, it, would it really be an upset? I think so. Uh, Yeah, in a way, because if you think about it for a minute, bro, it really was just... It was just, it was really like Villanova. I'm not Villanova. It was really like just Baylor, Gonzaga, and like everybody else. Kind of like Michigan kind of started coming a little bit later, but it, for the most part of the season, it's been just Gonzaga and Baylor in the field. So mm-hmm. okay. I guess in a way, it's, it's an upset. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going with Baylor. I think Baylor is a little. They'll be a little too athletic for for Villanova. I bet let's get out of the run. Um, I think that might be a little bit too much for Villanova. Seven points. I think that's about right. Yeah, I would I, I would think it'd be a two possession game. Um, that you know they'll win by two possessions. I'm thinking more, maybe five six points than something. You know. Maybe about five points, but I'm I'm gonna go with Baylor. I think I think Baylor will get into the Elite Eight. Mm. I, the same way I feel about this game is I feel the same way about this game how I feel about with Syracuse and Houston. Like I I just because of the history, the pedigree, the championship pedigree that Villanova has, the coaching that they has that they have. I'm sorry, uh, with Villanova. I could see them pulling it off, but I also have Baylor going to the Final Four. <laughs> so I'm just trying to – I just want to, I guess, keep that going. I, I think they'll do just enough, too. I'm, so I'm going to roll with Baylor. I'm going to roll with Baylor just to go ahead and um pull through. I think it'll I think it'd be it'll be close. Um, I'm, I might take I might take Villanova on the spread, though. That's 28-16. I might, I, might, I might take them on the spread for that. Uh. Final game, uh, of course, this, this, we got Arkansas and then and the, the Cinderella team, obviously, uh, 15C or Roberts. Uh, do they pull it off, or is is this the end of the road? Is, is the, you know, the, the oh, what's the saying for Cinderella, bro, with the glass slipper? I forgot. <laughs> but it, do they, do, do they keep going? Yeah, yeah. Do they keep going? The clock striking midnight for Oral Roberts. 
This is this is a a big big sleeper for me. I really do think that Oral Roberts has a a decent shot at winning this basketball game. I really do. And I know I surprised y'all when I brought that game up as far as upsets go. But it's crazier things have happened when these teams are hot. Yeah. It's what it is. I'm going to go with Arkansas. I'm going to go with Arkansas. I'm going to pick Arkansas to win. I still believe that 11 points is a little too much. I still think it's too much. But I'm going to roll with Arkansas. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think their length and athleticism will be a little bit too much for Oral Roberts to handle. But it's going to be a close game. Closer than what a lot of people think. Oh, this another game I'm staying away from because Oral Roberts coming in hot, and I can't just really bank on Arkansas because I haven't been watching them play at all. Like I haven't seen one Arkansas game. Um, I did the Texas Tech game, which shocked me because I thought Texas Tech was gonna. Uh, I know they was a heaven's favorite top of the season in the final four. So that was a shocker. But uh but besides that, I if I had to pick, um, I would have to go Oral Roberts because of they had the steam they got. And I don't know too much about Arkansas. But it wouldn't be shocking to me if Arkansas pull it out, but not that might not even be a game I watch if I'm being honest, but I'm going Oral Roberts. Mm. Man, dang, has, a, has a 15 C ever been to the Elite Eight? Girl. I like it, I mean, Eli. I mean, I don't, the reason I'm saying it because I haven't seen I haven't seen Arkansas play. I don't know much about Arkansas. So if I'm going, I'm going based off the momentum, like yeah. they they just beat a two seed, Ohio State. Unfortunately, came beat a uh, had a tough one with the seven seed Florida. You know, so Arkansas in between Ohio State and Florida, we go by ranking as a three seed. So I think they can pull it off. Hey, man! If they do that, uh, that's that's gonna be crazy. That's, that's big time, boy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, man, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. Our Arkansas was like one of the. I mean, I mean, they were three C for a reason though. But it, definitely one of the the one of the top uh top teams in the SEC probably I mean outside of Alabama they were probably the next best uh team in the SEC. Uh they had been I mean they for a minute they were rolling. They won like they had won like 10 out of their last like 12 uh right before I think they lost uh in the uh in the SEC tournament. I forgot who they lost to. Was it might have been LSU or Alabama was one of the two teams that they lost to um in the semis in the tournament. Um they they had a little I mean they had a little scare at first in the first round in the first half with with uh with Col with Colgate. Um but even you saw it there though. I mean they were down by they were down by like I think 
11, and they went on like a 14-0 run to end the first half against them, and then they never looked back. And then, I mean, they fought tooth and nail with, with Texas Tech. So, I mean, I, f- I feel like I feel like they've already been been battle-tested in their first two rounds, too. So, I don't think anything that Oral Roberts throws at them will surprise them or catch them off guard. Uh, we just got to see how well would they would they make shots because I I think that's what ended up with killed Florida against Oral Roberts was like after a while they 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 weren't hitting any shots down the stretch uh, and Oral Roberts climbed back in and 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 basically just took the game from from Florida so um, I'm gonna go with Arkansas I think they got enough to pull it out um, I think their length would be something that Oral Roberts. Um, might not have enough uh, enough for, and I think what Arkansas might do, they might end up pulling. Uh, they might end up pulling the Oregon route, what they did with uh, uh with Luke uh, Garza uh, with Iowa. They might just let uh old buddy go ahead and get his get his twenty four, his twenty five, let him go off. But if he's the only one scoring and no one else does, and they lock down everybody else, and then they score, it might be just enough. To get uh, Arkansas pass through Oral Roberts, so um, I'm gonna go with Arkansas. So who who so both of y'all individually? Who we got? Who y'all got in the Elite Eight at this point? Then uh, in the Elite Eight, we have for me, I got Loyola, Chicago, Syracuse, Oral Roberts, Villanova, Alabama, Michigan, Oregon, and Gonzaga. Ooh. I have. Yes. Let me see. I have Arkansas yes. Baylor. Oh, I'm going to Arkansas Baylor, Florida College, Houston, and then I have Creighton, USC, and Alabama and Michigan. Reading these teams, they're so ugly. Like, <laughs> like just reading these, like. Just uh, or maybe it's just me, but reading these. No, teams, no, 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 because because by this time you used to saying like Duke, Kansas, uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kentucky. yeah, Gonzaga, you know Gonzaga, Wisconsin, you know, teams like that. Yeah. So reading the team is ugly. Yes, I what I got. I said I got Gonzaga, USC, Michigan, Alabama, Houston. Uh, Chicago, Arkansas, and Baylor. And I think the the crazy thing is, is like the teams that we're naming, where like some of these teams we name it, like like Houston back in the day had a like well before we were born had like uh, a pretty good basketball program. Arkansas was like in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties had a great basketball program. Um, I don't, you know. We Michigan with the Fab Five, like we, you know, did some of these things we name it, we name it. I guess you know it's been a minute since they were like really good in college basketball. So like I, you know, for us it kind of feels weird, but you know if you go back to those to some of those areas and those stumping grounds, they can tell you like, nah, man, like nah, these teams was the bomb back then. You know they had a little run for sure where they was being up there with you know with these teams and everything like that. Uh, so. I, th- I think that's what it is. It's a mix of both of like some of these things, you know, back in back a few years ago or a couple of decades ago.
That's 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 tough. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. No doubt. Go ahead, Eli. No, I ain't got no shout. Out. No, I ain't got no shout outs this time. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna try to uh, make some shout outs. <laughs> man, always the the normal ones. Then shout out to the man above allowing us to do this. Yeah, uh, weekend and week out. Always shout out to friends and family everywhere. You know, we you know doing their thing. You know, we're still in a pandemic, so you know as I always say, let's continue to. Do what we need to do, wear our masks, stay socially distant, things of that nature. So um, we can get back to um, a level in a form of normalcy. Can do it when, you know, everybody down in Miami doing, you know, going crazy. So, yeah. Um, and just because, right. oh, let me say this just because you got that vaccine, still wear that mask. I don't still care what wear it. Still wear it. Still that wear it. That don't make you invisible. Just, mm hmm. Yeah, just because you had a vaccine, you can still contract it. You can still contract it. So, um, yeah, just continue to be safe, man. Continue to, you know, reach out to your loved ones. I know you love them, you care about them, things of that nature. And, um, you know, just strive to be great every day. That's it, man. That's it. No means no.
Peace.